Season 6, Episode 29, May the 29th, 2022. Hi, I'm Lewis Lampley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will continue to do a special exposition on the topic, The Lord Reigns, Part 2. Psalm 97 says, The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burn up his adversaries all around. His lightning light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the peoples see his glory. All worshipers of images are put to shame who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgment, O Lord, O Yahweh. In the last episode, we learned that the word sovereignty in reference to the eternal God means that God is the supreme ruler and authority that he ordains whatever comes to pass, and that his divine purpose is always accomplished. The psalm, that is Psalm 97, divides itself into four portions, each containing three verses. The coming of the Lord is described in verse one to three. Its effect upon the earth is declared in four to six and then its influence upon the heathen and the people of God in verse 7 to 9. The last part contains both exaltation and encouragement, urging to holiness and inculcating happiness, verse 10 to 12. Also in the last episode, we began to look at the first portion where the coming of the Lord is described in Psalm 1, Psalm 97, 1 and 2, or 1 to 3. In today's episode, we will observe how Psalm 97 continues to unfold the subject of sovereignty. In Psalm 97, verse 2 and 3, we read, Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. Clouds and thick darkness are also all around. Here the allusion is to the tabernacle and temple when read up and dedicated according to Exodus chapter 40 verse 34, 1 King chapter 8, verse 10 to 12. And to other appearances of God or Christ in a cloud. Again, Exodus chapter 19 and Matthew chapter 17. It may denote the obscurity of his divine nature at his first coming, his appearing 
in the form of a servant and in the likeness of sinful flesh. So the few discern his glory as the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, as also the darkness and blindness of the Jews concerning him, who could not perceive him to be the Messiah, notwithstanding all the characters of him, clouds and darkness were about him to them as they were a literary in a literary sense. When he hung on the cross, the sun withdrew and hid. Another word about clouds and darkness all around him, here it is. So the Lord revealed himself at Sinai, so must he ever surround his essential deity when he shows himself to the sons of men, or his excessive glory would destroy them. Every revelation of God must also be an ovulation. There must be a veiling of his infinite splendor if anything is to be seen by finite beings. It is often thus with the Lord in providence when working out designs of unmingled law. He conceals the purpose of his grace that it may be more clearly discovered at the end. By the way, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. That's his prerogative. This passage, Psalm 97, should teach us the impertinence of attempting to pry into the essence of the Godhead, the vanity of all endeavors to understand the mystery of the Trinity in unity, the arrogance of arraigning the Most High before the bar of human reason, the folly of dictating to the Eternal One the manner in which he should proceed. Wisdom veils her face and adores the mercy which conceals the divine purpose. Folly, folly rushes in and perishes, blinded first and by and by consumed by the blaze of glory. Verse 2, to be in Psalm 97 declares that, here it is, righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. That he abides, he never departs from strict justice and right. His throne is fixed upon the rock of eternal holiness. Righteousness is his immutable attribute and judgment marks his every act. We cannot see or understand what he does, yet we are sure that he would not do anything, would never do anything to harm his creatures or us. Is this enough? Is, is not this enough to make us rejoice in him and adore him, is it? What will it take for us to rejoice in him? when we behold his being as a reigning king. So divine sovereignty is never tyrannical. Someone has said, Yahweh is an autocrat, but not a despot. So absolute power is safe in the hands of him who cannot err or act unrighteously. When the role of the decrees 
and the books of divine providence shall be open, no eye shall there discern one word that shall be blotted out, one syllable of error, one line of injustice, one letter of unholiness, because he is just, he is holy, he is righteous, he is sovereign, so he deserved our undeserved, unreserved repentance and obedience. If you need to repent of any wrong in your life, that's a good time to do it. In other words, of none but the Lord of all can this be said, that there is no unrighteousness in him. Ah, this is rich. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all about him, all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And so the words of Robert Hall are spot on here. He said, clouds are emblems of obscurity, darkness, of distress. The work of God's providence are often obscure and productive of distress to mankind. Though righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. That's a call for a hearty hallelujah, hallelujah. Our praise response is found in Psalm 146, verse 1 and 2. Praise Yahweh, praise the Lord. Praise Yahweh, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord, I will praise Yahweh. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Well, that's it for now. I'm wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day.